welcome back here to Dork Side of the Force. My name is Neil Harrington with my partner in crime, Marilee Cahoot. And we are joined, you might know her from a little show called Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, and also the founder of her universe. We welcome Ashley Eckstein. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys today. Yeah, we are too, and uh, we are just a few days away from The Last Jedi. So, Ashley, what are your The Last Jedi plans for the premiere? Are you going to any of the red carpet stuff? Are you going to see it midnight with David? What exactly are your plans for The Last Jedi? Um, I'm super excited. Uh, we get to go to an early screening. Um, Lucasfilm has a, a friends and family screening that they were so kind to invite David and I to. So um, we'll get to see it a couple days early next week at the El Capitan Theater um, in Hollywood. And uh, we're so, so excited. Oh, it's going to be great. And um, I know you have a lot of Her Universe Ray gear, which we'll get to here in a minute, which is so fantastic. And uh, let, let's jump right into it, Ashley. Um, you know, Ahsoka Tano, you started voicing her, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your first recording session was in 2006, so we're 10 years removed from your first session with Ahsoka, so from the beginning to where we are now with Ahsoka, just talk about your journey as Ahsoka Tano for Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and even Rebels. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's actually quite you know, surreal to say I've been working on Ahsoka and working on Star Wars uh, since 2006. Um, you know, as I know you're a Cardinals fan, it was actually when David, uh, my husband David, was playing for the Cardinals. And um, I was first cast as Ahsoka, but I couldn't tell anyone. I literally had to keep it a secret. And, and so um, I remember I would always go out of town um, when David was with the Cardinals and everyone um, – you know, it was like, oh, well, what are you going to work on? And I couldn't tell them. I'd say, oh, it's this, you know, it's this new project. It's it's top secret. I'm not allowed to say. And I think people didn't believe me after a while. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be so discreet about it. Um, and in fact, I, I couldn't even tell David um, because he was, you know, in front of so much press and reporters on a, on a daily basis. And he didn't want to even run the risk of... Um, you know, uh, exposing anything. So he, uh, he didn't want me to tell him. He knew that I was working on a new Star Wars project and that's all he knew. He didn't know who I was playing until, um, a whole year afterwards, um, after the Cardinals won the World, uh, the World Series in 2006. Um, we had the opportunity to go visit Skywalker Ranch and, um, you know, they met David at the door of, um, they met David at the door of the ranch, and um, they made him sign NDAs. Uh, and then he was allowed to to find out all the secrets and find out that I was playing Ahsoka Tano and who she was and, and more about the series. And luckily, um, in 2008, when the film came out, I no longer had to keep the secret. Um, but as, as I'm sure you guys remember, she was not really well received in the beginning yeah <laughs> she she was definitely um you know uh she had her haters i guess <laughs> i should say <laughs> so did anakin to be fair so it's it's mutual 
Yes, yes. So, um, but it was, you know, I, we were always a season ahead from what the fans were watching. So I knew, you know, even in the first season of Clone Wars, how far Ahsoka would grow and how far, you know, she was going and how cool her storyline was. I mean, Dave Filoni and the writing staff of Clone Wars and now Rebels, I mean, the stories that they write are just incredible. I mean, it's like, you know, I can't even... I don't even know how they come up with some of the stories they come up with. They're so good. Um, so I just asked the fans for patience. I said, look, you know, no character is perfect, nor should they start out perfect. You know, you have to go on a journey with characters. And, you know, I just kind of ask fans to go on this journey with Ahsoka. And um, they did. And I'm so grateful they did. And I'm so grateful we had so much time to develop her character. I mean, we had five seasons of Clone Wars. Um, you know, and then obviously it's just, you know, such a, I feel so lucky that she made the jump to Rebels and got to continue to expand her storyline from there. So it's been, it's been quite the journey with Ahsoka. Well, she is one of my, she is my favorite character in the entire Star Wars universe. I love Ahsoka. Um, and I, I (laughs) actually wrote an article recently about how, uh, Ahsoka is the the real hero of the Clone Wars story because her story arc it mirrors the the hero's journey a lot more closely than Anakin's and it's just like the way they kind of are foils for each other. I I just think she's such a beautifully complex character and I love that she started out. I kind of love that she started out with some haters because I feel like um that's kind of how she was received by Anakin too and I feel like that just made her development so much more precious to the fans. That's, I mean, I just love her. Thank you so much. And I have to say, I did see your article and thank you for, for, I mean, writing that, you know, obviously Ahsoka at this point, I just feel like is, is a, is a piece of me. She's like a piece of my soul. So to see, um, you know, just the, the love and support that's, that's out there for her character, um, is amazing. So thank you for writing that because I, I do think, in a time where, you know, it's, it's become so commonplace now to have strong female characters in Star Wars. Um, you know, we have Rey, and we have Jin, and we have Hera and Sabine. Um, it, I mean, it's such an exciting time to, um, to be a fangirl because there's, there's, there's so much acceptance now. But I, I think it's easy to forget how groundbreaking Ahsoka's character was. Um, because back in 2008 when the Clone Wars, um, you know, came out, uh, Ahsoka was the first female Jedi that was a lead in the Star Wars franchise. Before that, you know, they were smaller characters, um, and Ahsoka was the first lead. She was the first time that, you know, it became commonplace for girls to have a lightsaber in their hands. Um, and, and it was groundbreaking, and it, it definitely... You know, uh, that was another reason why she had her haters. It's, you know, it's like it, it was changing the game. But I also think we forget, like, Ahsoka really changed what Star Wars was for an entire generation of girls. Because for once, when kids would play Star Wars on the playground, there was a girl Jedi that the, that the girls could play. And that's huge. You know, that's where it really starts to change that perception that Star Wars is for everyone, is when boys and girls, you know, can participate in the same thing on the playground together. Absolutely. 
I love that. And so, okay, so of all these moments, of all these groundbreaking moments with Ahsoka, what was your favorite Ahsoka moment? And I know it's kind of hard to hone in on one that was the best, but do you have a favorite? So my my favorite arc from the Clone Wars. Uh oh, can Oh, see, it's coming out a little. Yeah, yeah, we're good, Ashley. Oh, good. Okay. Sorry, it cut out. Um, you know, there's so many moments on the on the Clone Wars series as the season five finale arc, um, where she walks away because I, I feel like that's where she truly, you know, it's like the culmination of the entire series leads up to that moment, um, and she really becomes, you know, she she transcends being a Padawan at that moment, um, but. So I do love that arc. That's probably my favorite moment in the series. But I also love the Mortis arc. Um, that's that's my close second. Um, you know where they go to Mortis, and we see Dark Side Ahsoka. We see older Ahsoka. We see you know fierce Ahsoka. We see all different sides of Ahsoka, um, and that story is just so cool. Anyways, um, so that's probably my other favorite moment from from the Clone Wars. Those are both great moments. I think the the finale of season season five is my favorite too. Um, so, given that Clone Wars was meant to go on after that season five finale, um, is there a moment that you wish that you could have gotten to with Ahsoka? Um, I mean, absolutely. I think it's no secret uh, after the panel at Celebration. Um, London, uh, the panel where if, if you've seen it, you saw me kind of cry my eyes out on yes. stage with Dave Filoni and Pablo uh, <laughs> poking fun at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's no secret that the rest of the Clone Wars was mapped out before the series ended. And um, right there on stage, I mean, I knew, I knew generally the rest of the series, Dave Filoni had already shared that with me, but I, I didn't know it to the level of detail that they shared on that stage, and I was seeing a lot of that concept art for the first time fans. So, you know, that moment um, where uh, Anakin, you know, gives you know, Ahsoka her own um, troop of clones. Um, literally, I wish... I wish I could have recorded that moment. I wish that could have happened. Um, that, that, I mean, when I saw that on screen is when I really lost it. <laughs> Especially <laughs> because Ahsoka and Captain Rex have such a special bond. Um, and, and Dee Bradley Baker and I have such a special bond, you know, as well as Matt Lanter and I. Um, so, so knowing the bond that I have with the two of them, um, as well as the bond that Ahsoka has with with Dee Bradley Baker and Anakin, I just I wish I could go back and record that scene. Now, speaking of Matt Lantern, um, you had a chance not in Clone Wars like you wanted to, but with Star Wars Rebels to record with him again because obviously they merged his voice with James Earl Jones and also also with just Matt in the flashback scene. Talk about what it was like to get to record with Matt as Ahsoka and Anakin once again a few years later in Star Wars Rebels. You know, that, that moment in Rebels was, was truly just such a gift. Um, 
you know, I will say in all those years with Clone Wars as a cast, we never took it for granted. You know, we understood what a big deal it was to be making Clone Wars and to be making new stories for Star Wars. Um, and and we truly um, just bonded as a cast and became like family. But, it, you know, the series did end abruptly, and we thought we had more time. Um, and so when, you know, when this opportunity came about with Rebels, it was such a gift because there was a, a time when I thought those days were over. You know, I thought that Anakin and Ahsoka recording together, that those days were gone. And um, it was very sad, you know, to, to think that, like, we, we wouldn't get the opportunity to record together again. So when we did, when I found out that, you know, we, we had this scene again, um, it was it was such a gift. And then it was just heartbreaking, um, you know, all over again, because um, because it was obviously such an intense and, and sad, sad scene um, that, you know, but at least I feel like it, it kind of, it gave us that closure that, that, um, that kind of we, we wanted that we, we never had. Um, and so that was, that was, I don't know, I, I have no other words to explain it than a gift. And, you know, I got to record that scene with Matt and um, I will tell you, I mean, my heart was beating outside <laughs> of my chest. I bet. <laughs> we we only did about three takes, I think, of that scene um, because oh, wow. it was very real. Like it was, it was life imitating art. It was like, okay, this is the end. This is the end of of an era. And um, and I felt every single word that I said, and I know Matt did as well. Um, you know, I will say what I didn't know at the time was Forces of Destiny, and I've since been able to go in and record, you know, um, a couple of episodes with Matt for Forces of Destiny. So, and those are a lot more lighthearted. Sure. So those are back in the Clone Wars days. It is, you know, Star Wars is the gift that keeps on giving, and I, I have, you know, had those couple of surprises. But, um, you know, at least for Anakin and Ahsoka, having that moment for Rebels was really, really special. And it was a gift, and it was special for all of us fans, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially seeing Anakin's face exposed through Vader's mask, and obviously with the dubbing of the voices that Filoni and the crew did beautifully, you know, with having James Earl Jones, and then what I'm guessing it sounded like a mix of Matt and James Earl Jones, and then all Matt, you know, when he says, then you will die, which just gave me chills, and, um, you know, Dave Filoni also has been teasing you, I was at Star Wars Celebration, and through all the videos, I know he's been teasing you about Ahsoka, Ahsoka Lives, and obviously we want to keep that hush-hush for all the fans and all that, but in terms of, like, Dave telling you about what's going on with Ahsoka, is he still teasing you, or what's going on with the whole, uh, Ahsoka lives with Filoni and how that started. Yes. Um, uh, Dave loves to tease me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can tell. <laughs> um, recording. Uh, he didn't tell me. So I did not know the ending of, of, of um, season two of Rebels until I saw it. In the, you know, they, they did a, a cast and crew screening um, right before it aired on television. So I didn't, I didn't know. I saw it for the first time. Um, because the ending had no, uh, voice, uh, voice to it. It was just animation. So, um, 
I knew up until the, you know, the fight scene until Ahsoka's last line, and then Dave omitted those pages of the script. Oh. So um, <laughs> he kept Matt and only Matt in the recording studio to record those last lines. Um, and they kept that a secret for me. So, uh, so yeah, Dave, that, that seems to be his new hobby. Secrets uh, <laughs> from me. Um, and so even, even Rebels, you know, I didn't, I didn't know until I recorded it, um, what, uh, what was happening. And so obviously I, I can't say anything more than that because I, I, I do know a little bit now. Um, but, uh, all, all I can say is, you know, what David said publicly is that, you know, we will, we will see Ahsoka again in Rebels. Um, and in what form, I can't say. Um, but, but you, you will, you will see her again. That's all I can say. Well, that's good. We're looking yeah, forward to being super surprised. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so how how early did you know when they started uh, doing Rebels? How early did you know that you'd be coming back as Ahsoka, and what was it like to get to bring that character back to life? Um, I knew. Again, Rebels has always been like a season ahead as well. So um, I knew by the time Rebels came out to the public. But because we were we were already you know Ahsoka, we found out about Ahsoka obviously uh, at first through Fulcrum, which we thought we were so clever and it'd be so secret. <laughs> <laughs> and little did we know after the first episode of Fulcrum, everyone figured it out. <laughs> so we got uh, so I I had already recorded you know my scene. So by the time Rebels came out to the public, um, I knew. But when Rebels first was announced and when they first started recording, I didn't know. I, I didn't know until kind of right before I was asked to come into the studio. So I was definitely surprised and I was excited and, and so thankful. So thankful to Dave Filoni and Lucasfilm and, you know, the, the entire work. And then, and then, of course, you know, to bring Captain Rex back as well. I mean, that moment in the studio when um, Dee Bradley Baker walked in, you know, uh, just like Ahsoka hugged Captain Rex when they first met in Rebels, I, you know, hugged Dee. It's, it's the same as Matt. It was like, the, it was such a gift because again, you know, I thought those days were gone and then I got that time again with Dee. It was, it was really nice. Wow. Yeah. That was a powerful moment. Um, and of course I, I love the gift. We use the gift like on Tano Tuesday, which is apparently a thing now. Hashtag Tano Tuesday of, um, you know, Captain Rex and Ahsoka hugging. It's just, like, it's so powerful. It lives on through memes and everything now. And um, with Ahsoka, I mean, obviously, with that gap, you know, Ahsoka moving on, and you mentioned before that she had a boyfriend for a hot minute, too, after she left the Jedi Order. Um, but you got to voice Ahsoka in a different realm for the Ahsoka novel, uh, take us a little bit through that and how that was the same and maybe different than your time on Clone Wars and Rebels with Ahsoka. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was it was definitely different. I, I will say um, I found out about the Ahsoka book, you know, when everyone else did, um, and I immediately reached out to my contacts at Lucasfilm and at Disney um, actually because of the fans, because, you know, when the book was announced, the fans started reaching out to me saying, hey, we'd love you to 
voice the Ahsoka audiobook, you know, would you do that? And, you know, of course, I mean, I, I feel very, very honored to, you know, I feel very honored to have originated Ahsoka and also to have voiced everything that's ever come out with Ahsoka's voice. So everything from toys to dolls to video games to the series, you know, to everything. So it just felt like, okay, if there's going to be an audiobook, it would make sense for me to voice it, and I'd love to do it. So thanks to the fans for asking, I, I kind of reached out to Lucasfilm and Disney and, and offered and just said, hey, if you are going to do an audiobook, I'd really, really love to do it. And um, out of the blue one day, got a you know call back from Disney, and they said, hey, we'd love for you to do it if you're interested. And, and so I said yes on the spot, of course, but then fear set over me because I realized that I'd have to voice all of the characters in the book. <laughs> <laughs> and that included Darth Maul and Bail Organa and all of these other characters that I was <laughs> quite prepared for. You know, I, I realized this isn't just me telling the story on all of, about, you know, all of these other characters included. So, um, and, and I have to say, I've got to know, obviously, E.K. Johnston so well. Um, and, you know, Dave Filoni was involved in, you know, also kind of outlining the story. You know, Dave Filoni has outlined Ahsoka's entire story in his head. So there's nothing that you're going to see from books to comics to series that Dave doesn't touch. You know, he's, he's very carefully, you know, um, working on Ahsoka's storyline. So, um, so it's such an amazing story, that book, that I was just honored to be a part of. But, uh, but yeah, I, the funny story behind the book is that um, once I realized I had to voice a set of characters, I called, I called Dave um, Flory and I, I asked him, I said, okay, I think I've gotten myself in some trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I said, I cannot do Darth Maltese Bail Organa. And he said, look, just read the story as though Ahsoka is telling it. So, like, imagine Ahsoka is reading the book to a group of kids or to a group of fans. How would Ahsoka read it? Like, of course, you know, she would change her impression when she's talking in these other characters' voices. But just read it as though Ahsoka's telling the story. So that was my intention going into the recording studio. But then I went in the first day, and... The director, um, who is an amazing director, you know, he was like, yeah, well, you know, change up your voice a little bit for these other characters. Um, and so it kind of started to get out of control, and I tried to do voices and dialects with the other characters. In fact, I even made um, uh, Miara and Kaden, the two uh, new female characters, from the book, I gave them southern accents, which was a big mistake. Um, and I, I, I did an entire day of recording, and I called Dave Filoni, because I knew I had made a mistake. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good, and I have to fess up to what I did. And I called him, and I said, hey, Sky Guy, um, I have some kind of bad news. And I said, I might have just created the first two southern Jedi in the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> and he goes, oh, no, you didn't. And I said, yeah, and I said, I don't think this is going to be good. I think this is going to, I've taken this very good book and turned it into a comedy. And um, and he said, just go back and ask to change it up. So that's what I did. And, um, you know, the director, 
was very kind and gracious to let me re-record all of those lines. And so now what you hear, which I still apologize, it's still kind of comical me doing Darth Maul and Bail Organa. <laughs> but um, but I, I re-recorded all the other characters' lines because uh, the Southern Jedi, um, it would have been comedy hour. Um, <laughs> the Johnson's book justice. Can you give us a little bit of, uh, for the fans that have not read the book, if you're up for it, a little bit of taste of your impression or your variation of Darth Maul? <laughs> you know, I'll, uh, and I'm not trying to cop out of it, but I don't have any of the lines here in front of me, and I actually haven't brought myself to listen to it. Yet. Oh, no way. Because <laughs> um, I'm so like, kind of mortified that I even attempted to do Darth Maul, <laughs> that I, I haven't brought myself to listen to it. I, I listened to a, a small chunk of it on what you can hear mm-hmm. on um, Amazon, mm-hmm. um, but, but it obviously wasn't that part. So <laughs> I, I just encourage things to, to download it um, themselves. I mean, it is, especially the Ahsoka part, um, it, it is, is worth a listen, listen because, because it is kind of like, like an extended, extended episode, episode and, and there, there are some, some it, it, it really closes the gap between Clone Wars and Rebels and some things. I mean, we find out how she gets her lightsabers and it has some flashback moments to right after Clone Wars. Um, and even me, there's, there's one part. I, I it's very difficult because uh, reading an audiobook, I realized how bad my grammar is. And um, you have to read everything exactly because the reader has to understand every single word. So I did a lot of (laughs) re-recording in this process. It actually took, I think, 35 hours to record a book, uh, which was a a long time, talking to yourself in a very small pad room. (laughs) Uh, But... uh, There was one flashback scene that I can tell you I only recorded once, and I had tears in my eyes as I was reading it because it was so, even for me, like as a fan, I wanted to know that moment. I wanted to know what Ahsoka was feeling in that moment, and so it's really a cool listen. Um, I I definitely recommend it. Well, actually, I can tell you I've listened to it actually probably about four or five times, the audiobook. Because I do a lot of driving and such, and you rocked it as Maul and as Bail Organa and all the characters you did. It was it was spot on. So no worries there if that's what's holding you back from listening to it. It's seriously it's it's great. And um, and the good thing about that novel is that I mean you get the flashbacks. You got to do that one scene of Obi Wan Kenobi, which I thought was really cool. I was not expecting that, and that that novel just does a good job of of flashing back and going forward and uh, developing. Ahsoka from a Padawan, which she no, no longer was once she walked away from the temple, and it shows the progress of her eventually step-by-step step going into as a master. Of course, she's not a Jedi anymore, but explain the process of her transition from Padawan to more of a Jedi master type role. Yeah, well, and it's something we actually discussed quite a bit in... Um you know, my performance when I started with Rebels because I was so used to Ahsoka in Clone Wars, which even towards the end, I mean, she was still the Padawan. She was still the student up until that very last episode. So I was used to, 
you know, recording Ahsoka more like how um, Ezra is in Rebels. And uh, um, in Rebels, Ahsoka becomes more like Obi-Wan. Um, and so I wasn't used to it. It actually took me quite a bit when I first started recording Rebels to get into the new Ahsoka and to get into, you know, that character. So, so um, it's something that Dave and I... Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, go Sorry. ahead. <laughs> oh, no, it's... It, and the last thing I was just going to say, it's something we had to discuss every single season of Clone Wars and then also going into Rebels. As she aged up, you know, we worked on aging my voice for every single time, you know, grew older. Interesting. So, with so many things in the works for Star Wars and all these new movies that they're starting to announce, um, I think that people, I know I am kind of hoping that we'll get to see a live-action Ahsoka yeah, movie. me too. Um, so, if that were to become a reality, would you be interested in playing the part, since you've done everything else Ahsoka? I absolutely would. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think just as a fan, and as a fan of Ahsoka, it's, it's so exciting that we're even having that conversation that, you know, she's been around for so long that we've been telling her story for so long um, that, you know, the fact that, and, and the fact that now we're making so much more Star Wars content, you know, it's so exciting to be having a conversation of what if, you know, what if we could see Ahsoka um, in live action? It's, it's really, really cool. Um, and then of course, I mean, I'd absolutely love to play Ahsoka in live action um, it'd be an honor, uh, for sure, and, and one that I would not take lightly and, and one that I would train greatly for. So, um, you know, my background is in live action. I think that's that's one thing that Clone Wars was actually my first big voiceover job. Prior to that, I had pretty much only done live action. I, you know, had done mostly film and television. So, um, so it'd be great to kind of jump back into um, to being in front of the camera and, and Hopefully that happens one day. I mean, um, I'd, I'd love for that just to happen for Ahsoka to continue her storyline. That would be amazing. I would be so excited. That would be the number one film I was the most excited for. And, of course, we want Dave Filoni to do it if it would happen. I mean, it's, it's a package deal, right? You, you Dave Filoni, for Ahsoka. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I cannot imagine anyone telling Ahsoka's story except Dave. Um, Dave is truly a master storyteller um, and a master director, and um, he's he's the best director I've ever worked for by far. Um, and and I mean, Dave really is like Anakin is to Ahsoka. I view Dave, I, you know, I, I definitely consider myself to be Dave's Padawan. Um, he just he just is um, he's just a true you know. He's just a true master, storyteller, director. You know, he's like a... I, I consider him to be a genius creative. So I would watch out for Dave Filoni and what he continues to do um, because he has he has many exciting things ahead, in my opinion, with how much talent he has. Definitely. Uh, speaking of live-action Ahsokas, um, your Ahsoka cosplay is amazing, would you be able to talk a little bit about like where you got all of those pieces for that for that cosplay? Um, 
I can only say that it was it was real cosplay. Um, it's a real costume. It's all it's all me. It took four hours to get fully into makeup and costume, and um, but it was a little bit of Disney magic. So um, I can't really elaborate more than that. But um, I uh, I had a, a real magical experience one day, um, getting to transform into her character, and um, it was. It was incredible. I mean, to be able to to combine the voice with just becoming the character and, you know, holding those lightsabers and striking those poses was an empowering feeling I'll, I'll never forget. And I would love, love, love to do it again um, one day. So um, hopefully, hopefully I'll get the chance to. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was really surreal to to do that. It, it's an amazing. It was an amazing costume. Um, it, it oh yeah, incredible. I had some of the. I had some of the best um, helping transform me. So it was. I can't take any credit for it. Um, I just had to sit in a chair for four hours, and um, it was <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I kind of wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you about her universe, which I'm just the biggest fan of. I I love that they're I, I teach and I wear her universe stuff all the time to teach. So it's amazing to have clothing where I can represent my fandom and, you know, be in like a professional setting. I feel like that's just so groundbreaking. Um Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for being a teacher. My mom um just retired actually, but my mom is a teacher and my my um, mother and father in law were teachers and Good like teachers are, you know, true heroes. Um, so thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. Oh. I love it. Um, well, could I, I would love to know a little bit um, about how, you know, the, the beginnings of her universe and kind of what, what the process was getting, you know, getting it up and running. Uh, yeah, uh, the beginning of her universe, I, I will tell you, I certainly um, didn't know what I was getting into. Um, and I, I wouldn't change that, by the way. Um, I, I, I've self-diagnosed myself sometimes with, with what I call insane naivete. That <laughs> I, I'm insanely naive at times, so I don't see... I only see the end result. I don't see what, what it takes to get there. I just see the need, and I, I see the why not. And I, I'm like, you know, this has to happen. So, um, you know, it started very, very simple, it started because I was going to all sorts of Star Wars events to promote the Clone Wars, and I've been a Star Wars fan ever since I could remember, ever since I was a toddler, and I wanted Star Wars clothes to wear that were made for me, you know, as I went to San Diego Comic-Con and all of these events to promote the show. And I went out shopping one day and came up empty-handed, and... Um, and then I scoured the internet and still came up empty handed and, and really discovered that there was nothing that, um, it was, you know, all for the men and the boys. And in fact, when I questioned it, I was told that female fans would not buy merchandise made for them and that I should just be happy with a men's size mall. And I knew that couldn't be right because I would go to all these events and I would see women everywhere. And, and those, those women, women were not just there, like, because their boyfriend dragged them there. These women were like me, were real fans of Star Wars, were real fans of these properties. And so I started doing my research and found out that at the time, 
um, 45% of all Star Wars fans were women and girls. And at the time, um, or I should say, uh, sci-fi and fantasy fans, because we were able to get the actual attendance from the top five conventions around the world. And it averaged out that 45% of all attendees were, were women and girls. And um, because of that, that 85% of all consumer purchases at the time were made by women. And so I thought, you know, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but these numbers are not adding up. If you give us stuff to buy, we will make it. And I mean, we will we buy it, not make it. We will buy it. And um, and then more importantly, and this was the main reason I started her universe, not just because I wanted a cute T-shirt made for me, but I read story after story that just literally broke my heart of women and girls being bullied. And I have been bullied myself for you know you know showing off my fandom, but. Um, you know, awful stories of, of women pretending to be men just so they could have a serious conversation about Star Wars online in a chat room, or girls being made fun of and, you know, coming home in tears because they carried a Star Wars, you know, backpack or water bottle to school. Um, and I thought, you know, this is no way to live your life. Like, being a Star Wars fan, as we know, is a part of who you are. Like, it's not a trend. It's literally, like... A part of your DNA. It's like a part of a descriptor of how you would describe yourself. And so I thought, you know what? Star Wars is for everyone, and we've got to change that perception. We've got to debunk that stereotype. So that's why I started her universe, and I started it as a merchandise line, but more importantly, as a community where fangirls could step into the spotlight and be celebrated, and and it be a safe and positive environment. Um, and, and it started out just as a mission to sell a couple t-shirts. <laughs> I had no idea that I was going to be kind of building a, a fashion brand and um, what it would become today. So um, I'm glad I didn't know because I might not have <laughs> dove it at first the way I did. I'm glad I just, you know, put the cause first rather than all the work first. Um, and, and I feel like we've come a long way. And, and I have to say that well, it wasn't just me. You know, I said from day one, I said the only way I can do this is if we do this together. And united we stand by as we fall. So if we want change, we have to um, demand it um, together. And not only did fangirls step into the spotlight, but fanboys did as well. I'm, I've never been prouder of our fan community when everyone stepped forward and said we want change. And I feel like that's what we caused. And now, you know, we have Ray, like the lead of a Star Wars franchise, and it's a girl, and that never would have happened back in the day, and I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm so, so proud to be a part of this fan community. It really is an incredible community, and I, I, you know, I feel like I can speak for all fangirls when I say that we are so glad that you just dove in headfirst and, and went forward with this, because like I said, it's so awesome to feel empowered to represent you know, our fandoms in, in a public setting um, and have things that are made for us, not just, you know, stealing our, you know, boyfriends or husbands t-shirts to, to feel like we're a part of this community. You know, we have our own thing. And I just, I love that so much. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, can we expect any more um, Last Jedi merchandise or um, maybe some Ahsoka gear coming out sometime soon? Um, definitely. I So we just announced um, this past week that we um, are now 
there's a Her Universe shop on Shop Disney, so you can now go to shopdisney.com, and um, there's an entire uh, Her Universe shop on their website with a ton of merchandise for The Last Jedi. Um, and we're also going to be in all Disney stores um, nationwide starting on December 15th. Um, and I'm actually going to be doing an in-store event if fans are in L.A. Um, on December 15th at the Westfield Century City uh, Disney Store location. So um, that was kind of our last big announcement uh, prior to The Last Jedi. But... Um, but there's still some stuff that is not quite up on the website yet. So um, almost almost everything's up, but stay tuned on Shop Disney and on HerUniverse.com, on uh, Hot Topic and Box Lunch and Torrid. Um, there's lots and lots of, of Star Wars merchandise out right now. Um, and also at the Disney Parks. If you happen to be in the parks, um, we're there as well. Uh, and then I just teased this week... Um, a new Ahsoka jacket inspired by her Rebels costume that's coming very early on in January. Um, and uh, I can also share that, you know, next year happens to be the 10-year anniversary of Clone Wars coming to theaters. So I can tease, and nobody knows this yet, but we're working on some, some Clone Wars designs for next year to celebrate the 10-year anniversary. That's so exciting. Um, and me, as a, as a fanboy, I mean... It's awesome to see, like Marilee already expressed, and you as well, that you know the female leads are getting such the attention they deserve. With you and Daisy Ridley, and of course uh, Carrie Fisher uh, paving the way for you all there. It's just so awesome to see Ashley. And um, where can also where can people find you on social media and website? Where can they find you? Um, they can find us on HerUniverse.com and um, on Facebook, the Her Universe official fan page, or uh, Instagram and Twitter at HerUniverse. Um, and it's, it's still, I mean, it's mostly uh, me and we have a very small team on social media, um, you know, that, that, that helps me. But um, it, it's literally, you know, I'm listening every single day, watching all the posts, reading all the comments. Um, so, and I, like, everyone asks, they've asked us from the beginning, they're like, what's your secret? How, you know, how do you know what the fans want? And I say, well, the secret's simple. It's because we ask the fans, we listen. Um, and I'm so grateful to, to the fans for telling me, you know, what you want, what they want, because, um, that's our secret is, is it's just, it's an open dialogue with the fans and, you know, how can we fix things? How can we improve? What are we doing well? Um, I want to know. Um, and one thing, actually, I, I literally would kick myself and be remiss to, to not say, um, because prior to Ahsoka was very much Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher, who was my inspiration in Star Wars. Um, to me, she was the original self-rescuing princess. And so we have several Princess Leia designs um, this year. And our holiday pin is, you know, is Han and Leia, and, um, you know, we have the Leia Hothbest, and we have a Leia kind of cake fleece. We have um, all sorts of designs at Kohl's. We have, you know, um, some active wear pieces, and it's very much kind of um, my ode to Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher. And I'll never forget, I got to meet Carrie Fisher the first time I got to meet her, and I only got to meet her a couple of times, but... Um, 
she welcomed me with open arms. Um, and I, I will never forget that day. I met her at Dragon Con and I literally had the honor to be on a panel with her, which I could not believe. It absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> so, um, she, she made such an impact on me and she was the original trailblazer. Um, and Princess Leia was truly groundbreaking. So Princess Leia paved the way for characters then like Padme and for Ahsoka to, to come along. And obviously, you know, she's missed, Carrie Fisher is missed dearly. Um, and I, it's, it's going to be very sad to watch The Last Jedi and realize that, you know, that's the last time we're going to get to see her as Princess Leia. Well, Ashley, we know that you're going to carry the torch forward for Carrie Fisher, and you already have. So, um, you know, on behalf of me and Marilee and us here at Dork Side of the Force and Fansided and, and Time Inc., uh, we appreciate all that you do, not only for the merchandise and Ahsoka, obviously, but for all that you do promoting, you know, women within Star Wars. But also, I mean, you just, um, just your compassion, your kindness, just who you are as a person who David is as a person and was as his time as a player. I mean, you hear stories of David, which maybe I can ask him sometime about this, but um, of just how grateful he was to be in the position he is. And Ashley, it's no different for you. So we thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you for your time. And uh, we'll definitely spread the word on all the Her Universe gear and anything that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you both for your time, and thank you, everyone, for listening, and I look forward to um, to catching up uh, again. Maybe maybe after after Rebels, we'll, we'll be due for another chat. I'm sure you'll have some questions. Yes, I'm sure. And we'll definitely wait till after. We don't want to get you in any trouble with the powers to be, so we'll wait till after Rebels, and uh, we'll catch up. But thanks so much, Ashley. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Take care.